Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I am very excited for today's episode. This is a special episode that will be a tearjerker. It really will. I bring on four incredible students of my Keto Camp Academy, and they're going to share their four unique individual stories and what keto and fasting and carnivore and all the amazing things you're learning here in the podcast has done for their health. Uh, This was taken from a recent challenge we just did a few days ago, which was super successful. And I bring on four students. So we bring on David, who is going to share, uh, David Clark is going to share his story about what keto has done for his mindset, the mental six-pack. And he has such a winning attitude. I love his attitude and enthusiasm. You'll hear about that. And then we bring on Sherry. And I don't want to give too much away from these stories. I want them to tell it. But Sherry has been able to reverse her type 2 diabetes with keto fasting and all these amazing ancient healing strategies and so much so that she changed her health and her life. She's now a health coach, which is super cool. Then we bring on Gail, who was in so much pain for so many years, overweight. She mentioned that she couldn't stand for more than 10, 15 minutes without finding a place to sit. Now she is crushing it. She looks great. She feels great. And she thanks keto as a result. And Gail introduced us to Sally Harrison. Sally uh, who is you're going to hear from on today's episode. She was on death's bed with COVID, and she ended up survive, uh, getting out of that. We use the word surviving, but she really thrived out of that. And she was able to get out of that deathbed, out of the hospital, overcome COVID, but she still dealt with long COVID symptoms. And if you deal with long COVID symptoms, this is going to be very important for you. Keto fasting, our Keto Camp Academy, because these are all Keto Camp Academy students I'm going to share, helped Sally become a COVID thriver and overcome these long-haul symptoms. And she is kicking butt. She is amazing. And these stories are absolutely incredible. These stories are so powerful because if you're brand new to keto or have been doing it for years and you need some inspiration to light things up, this is for you. And it's also a great episode to share with family members and friends so they could see how powerful this works. And I wanted to also extend an invitation to you as well that I extended to the challenge members of just a few days ago. And that invitation is to our Keto Camp Academy, which is our signature course. We have students from all across the world. It includes our 45-day Keto Flex Reset, which the goal is to get you keto adapted in those 45 days. That incorporates keto, fasting, carnivore, and it's put together in a very easy-to-follow step-by-step system. No willpower required. You just follow those steps, and you're going to get the results that we want you to get. We also give you a coach to work with, a 30-minute one-on-one with the coach. We're going to give away uh, also some bonuses, which include two group coaching calls with me every month, access to bonus content, access to custom health protocols, and I think the best thing on here is we're going to send you an at-home inflammation testing kit. This testing kit is a urine test that you do at home that is 50 times more accurate than any blood test looking at cell membrane inflammation. We are going to send that to anybody who decides to join our Keto Camp Academy this week. It's a special offer, and you take a photo of your results. You get those results in two minutes. And what happens is we have a baseline of how much inflammation you have around your cells. What you will hear from these students, what they all have in common is that we all, we did everything possible to lower their cell membrane inflammation. 
That is the number one cause of your symptoms, your weight gain, your weight loss resistance, cell membrane inflammation. It creates hormone resistance. So with this test, we will understand what your levels are, and then we'll get to work. As I mentioned, there's no blood test that is as close, as accurate as possible to the test that we send out with this offer. So if you want to learn more about this offer and become a Keto Camp Academy student, get the test, get all the bonuses, work with me and our coaches. This offer is only available this week. You'll learn more about it after the session today. You'll hear about the stories that what, uh, some of the students that we have worked with. And if you want to learn more and join us, head over to joinketocamp.com. Joinketocamp.com. We'll put a link down below. As I mentioned, this is only available and open this week. All right, before I bring on these four students, I wanna get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a great one. From Daria D, titled, Keto Camp is Phenomenal. I just discovered Ben and Keto Camp through Dr. Amy Horniman, the thyroid fixer, and I've been hooked ever since. Ben is an exceptional human being and a role model who walks his talk, and truly cares about helping others achieve peak health. Ben and his guests are leaders in their fields with a passion for informing and guiding listeners to live their best lives. As an interviewer, he asks relevant, thoughtful questions and allows his guests to share their wisdom and their pain-to-purpose stories. Although I've been following a low-carb diet since reading Dr. Atkins in 1999, I appreciate that Ben is not dogmatic discusses a wide range of health and wellness topics, and welcomes guests with whom he might not always agree. To Keto Camp, I've learned so much from his podcast, which keeps me motivated on track. Thank you, Ben, for all the effort you put into the show. From a grateful and loyal listener, Diane, Daria, excuse me, Daria D. Daria, or Daria, amazing. I, I'm so grateful you discovered me through Dr. Amy Horniman, first of all. Shout out to the Dr. Amy. Appreciate her and her podcast. Um, so glad you're enjoying the guest and you see that you see me in that light. So I want to say thank. I appreciate you. Keep showing up. We'll keep bringing on great guests and we'll keep getting out the content for you to make a difference in your life and everybody else's life lives that listen to the show. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review, please do so right now. Maybe I'll read yours on the next interview on the next podcast. All right. Without further ado. Let's get into today's episode. Grab a piece of tissue, a paper towel. You're going to shed some tears. These are amazing stories. Here we go. So I want to bring on David Clark. Uh, David has been a student with the Keto Camp Academy for a few years now. Here's a, This is a photo I found of you and your beautiful wife, by the way. Uh, he lives in Portland, and he has an incredible attitude, incredible enthusiasm. And here is David Clark. Well, hey, thank David. you very much. <laughs> it's 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 great to be here. And funny, it was funny because the other day when um, Alina uh, had mentioned to me uh, that you had asked if I would be willing to come on, I said, you know, it was like absolutely, I'd love to come on and talk about my story. But does that mean I have to speak in front of people? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it's it's been a long road. And and to give you a, a little bit of a background, um, originally uh, I was born in. Glasgow, Scotland, lived in Portland for probably over 40 years now. And um, I didn't, you know, obviously I was unaware of where my health was going. It was very poor habits back in the day. Um, and it took 50 years for me to get a wake up call. And what happened was uh, 
about 10 years ago, I was having some chest pains and uh, ended up uh, having to undergo a uh, double bypass. And uh, it was it was quite shocking. You know, I wasn't aware of what, you know, what was happening at the time. Um, but in in a in a sense, it was definitely a wake up call. And I was very fortunate. I didn't have a heart attack, but I was having chest pains and it ended up being a result of atherosclerosis um, that developed over the years. Um, and so looking back now, you know, I can see that I had a family history of, um, you know, heart disease and uh, diabetes. Uh, my mother suffered from Alzheimer's disease. And so uh, these things, you know, were in my my history. But if you're not aware of it, and if you're not, if you don't understand what's going on, it's it's a hard it's hard to do something about it. Um, but eventually, I did. I, I got that wake up call, and uh, it was there was a lot going on at the time too. I was under a lot of stress at work, so everything just kind of culminated um, in in what happened. So. Eventually, uh, I, I realized I needed to get I needed to get the help um, as far as all the stress that I was dealing with. Um, I was actually working as a um, uh, administrator uh, for a surgery center. I was uh, wearing multiple hats, and just the stress itself just was um, totally outrageous. Uh, it, I should never have been in that situation. Unfortunately, I was, and tried to do the best I could. So, in a way. Long story short, um, I started to seek out ways to get out of the kind of a depression. Um, I wasn't, you know, I I needed, to, I wasn't looking at therapy, but I was kind of wanting to find some sort of mentor. Uh, and so I did. And actually, uh, it turned out to be the best thing possible for me. Uh, I got in with a community and uh, worked through a lot of things. It was a motivational kind of entrepreneurial type community. And then uh, from one thing, you know, when I connect the dots, how I came across Ben was, you know, actually through, uh, um, started with Ben, our, uh, uh, Hal Elrod, and then I met Chip Franks, and then uh, Ben was on uh, Chip's podcast, and that's how I met Ben. But as far as being uh, a member of uh, Keto Camp, I can tell you all day how great these guys are, how Ben and the coaches are, are just absolutely amazing. But I want you guys to find that out for yourself. So everybody that's here in the challenge, I think you've already been exposed to uh, what you're in for if you stick around with Keto Camp. And, uh, you know, so it's so important um, yeah, I, I like the the ancient healing strategy approach because I feel like I'm attached to, you know, I have a bond with my ancestry. You know, um, they got me here. <laughs> I'm here as a result of what they did and, and their survival. And so now it's important for me to continue on that survival streak. And I'm only going to be able to do that if I take care of myself. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, um, you know, I my whole idea of getting healthy is to help share that with my family. And um, it, it's an approach that I have to be an example, basically. I can't just tell them what they need to do. And so if I live the life and they see that, um, then maybe some things will trigger with them. And that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect at this. <laughs> I've come a long ways. Uh, sometimes I consider myself uh, a four or five percenter, not a three percenter, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, 
you know, because I do fall off every once in a while. But what's really cool now is after, you know, spending time with 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 Ben and the coaches is that I've kind of the gap between times where and I consider it more of a a, a, a elongated flexing now <laughs> rather than anything else, kind of like flexing lasts a little bit longer than it should. But then I'm always coming back to where I was and, and working through things again. I like the challenges. Um, you know, the our 45 day challenge was incredible. I felt amazing. It just and I, and we you were talking about the scale with uh, John. The funny thing is I haven't weighed myself in a long time because I don't want that false sense either. And I know how I feel. I know how, you know, um, you know, putting the, you know, the clothes on and everything else. So I'm, I'm well aware of that. So in, the, in to some, some, I'm running out of time, but I just want to say a couple other things. Um, the, uh, it's the big picture. It's not just um, we're talking about, food and and nutrition it's the big picture that that really makes a difference and for me i had to kind of explore and what i try to do on a daily basis is look at what my needs are emotionally physically um mentally and spiritually and i find that i really if i can really grab grab on to those things on a daily basis it really really makes a difference uh, on my day and i enjoy you know every day is a blessing um and i'm not saying that from a religious standpoint either um because you know i i am grateful <laughs> and that's how i was going to end up and you know i'm so uh appreciative of everything in my life and, and especially ben and uh, alina becky and john and i get to meet with john once a month and that in itself is worth the price of admission, uh, to be perfectly honest. And so it's really, it's really uh, amazing. Um, one other thing is that uh, I'll just leave you with one of my favorite quotes. It's from uh, Albert Einstein. He says, there's only two ways to view your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle or as though everything is a miracle. And I choose to believe that everything is a miracle. And Keto Camp and Ben, Alina, Becky, and John are that miracle in my life that just, it's amazing. They're amazing people. You know, the, the, the fact is I can come on here and feel comfortable um, and know that I'm not perfect at this, you know, but I'm working to get better and to share with my family and my friends. And I think that's what's so important. Mm. and uh yeah but i, I want to acknowledge you first yeah. of all thank you for what you okay. shared um thank you for showing up i know you got to run but david we appreciate you thanks for being such a valuable member for so many years and i love what you shared today so thank you my brother we'll thank talk you. soon okay thank absolutely you, thank you very much good luck everybody i love it so what, what i learned from david was number one he had to go through a wake-up call right uh chest pain atherosclerosis and that brought awareness to the body that was not healthy at that time. So that pain led to ownership, led to responsibility. And something else I learned from David is it's about progress, not perfection. We don't expect anybody to be perfect. We're all imperfect. But if we're getting progress and we're just getting a little bit better each day, that is what it's really about. Um, the quote he gave about everything's not a miracle or everything is a miracle from Einstein. I love that. You know, it's really a choice to see things as uh, common and usual and, and just 
blow it off or we could be like in awe for everything and think of everything as a miracle. It's a great mindset. David has a great mindset and that's a 3%. He's called himself a 5%er, but he, he's got a 3%er mindset. So thank you, David. We appreciate you. I know he's gone, but we appreciate David. Um, we have some more amazing students to learn from today. You just learned from David. And now we have our next guest and her name is Sherry. Step-by-step -step keto. Wait until you hear uh, Sherry's story. This is a photo that we took earlier this year at KetoCon 2023 and, uh, in Texas. And I got to meet Sherry, her husband, Deb and Rick, who are also in the Keto Camp Academy. And uh, you could see, actually, before I get to that, you can see some more photos of me and Sherry at that time. But let me bring her on and then we'll get to some of these photos and her backstory because you're just going to be blown away. So there we go. Good to see you. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for being here. You look great. Thank you. I'm wearing so, my blue blocker glasses. I love it. I'm matching. Me too. Me too. Um, so obviously we're seeing how amazing you look now, how healthy you look now. This was not the case for so many years. So I want you to go back into some of the challenges you had with your health, some of the struggles you had, and then what led you to learning about keto, the Keto Camp Academy, and some of the changes that you made along the way. Sure, sure. So I've been a type 2 diabetic for approximately 17 years, along with high blood pressure, depression, and anxiety, and classified as morbidly obese for decades. Um, I was told to follow the American Diabetes Association recommendations. I did, and doctors continued to add more and more meds. I got worse and not better. Uh, I've had many doctors tell me that I could never reverse type 2 diabetes. In fact, a year ago, uh, uh, my doctor refused to run all the labs that I requested for no other reason than she just didn't think I needed it. She even told me that if I wanted to lose weight, she would put me on Ozempic instead of doing keto. I fired her and I walked out of her office and I've not been back. Well done. So <laughs> I battled, when I say severe depression, um, I was put on meds for those. Uh, those meds caused me to gain weight. Um, and I became more depressed because I'm gaining weight. And so they increased the meds and I gained more weight and it was a vicious, vicious circle. I spent about four years in a very deep hole of uh, severe depression. I literally stopped living, trying to eat good. Um, yes, I had thoughts of suicide. Um, it affected my relationship with my kids and my husband. Thankfully, he stuck with me. Um, and 2018, I was at my highest weight and my lowest point. I was around 275 pounds. And I sought out a surgeon to undergo gastric bypass surgery. Um, I did everything, all the hoops you have to jump through. And it came down to we couldn't afford it. Uh, the out-of-pocket cost. And again, I lost hope, slid backwards, back into my depression, and I gave up trying. Yeah, that was, that's how I looked at that point. Um, in May of 2021, I had uh, 
some pivotal things that happened that drove me to keto and eventually to you bed. So in May of 2021, I had cellulitis and I came close to dying. Now, I want you to hear these numbers because um, I had an A1C of 8.2. What? Say that again. 8.2. And um, I came out of the hospital alive, right? Um, and determined I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to reverse to diabetes. I'm going to get skinny. Um, and I started following the American uh, Diabetes Association. And four months later, in September, my A1C got worse, Ben. Um, and it went up, I'm sorry, on up to 8.4. It was 7.1 before. So it got worse following what I was supposed to follow. And then in October um, 2021, my best friend of 30 years passed away from a heart attack. She was 53 years old. She was well over 425 pounds and battled a very serious food addiction along with depression. When I tell you that she was unhealthy, she would use her office chair to scoot around her house because she was physically being crushed by the weight. When she died, I knew that I had to do something different or I was gonna die soon. So let me tell you my struggles and lessons that I've learned in the past two years. Number one, my excuses are bullcrap. Ben, you call that stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. And so two years ago, I Googled keto. And because of Google, I was doing dirty keto. Um, and they really are not keto friendly. I would have never figured it out how to do keto correctly. And I would have quit, except then you had a challenge in January of 2022. And um, this makes me cry, but I won a year's free membership for the Keto Camp Academy, which I will never express in words how much of a blessing that was from you and Elena. You guys took a chance on a broken woman and poured love and understanding, and sometimes, yes, tough love. But here's the thing. I was so determined to show you both my complete dedication and determination on how I would heal. And then I was going to pass that blessing on to others. So when I tell people that I have struggled for every single bit of progress In the last two years, that understatement. I am extremely insulin resistant and metabolically dysfunctional. I have gone more than 10 months without releasing any weight. Scale didn't move. I have had to look beyond the nutrition to heal. I've had to learn to manage stress. I've had to learn to sleep. I've had to learn to ground outside and get natural sunlight. And you know what? My excuses are bullcrap. I had to quit 
And I mean, quit feeling sorry for myself because the past no longer defines me. I had to stop comparing myself to others. Why can Sally, who you're going to meet in a little bit, could release 50 pounds in a few months and I can't release anywhere at all? We're all individuals. And what works for somebody else doesn't work for me. And I've been utilizing the monthly one-on-one -on -one coaching available inside the academy. Um, I've utilized uh, all three coaches. In fact, right now I'm working with Coach Becky. And she actually had to take me back to pillar one because uh, and, uh, my body now is responding successfully to a higher fat adequate protein diet. Because again, I am metabolically dysfunctional. I can't flex. It sends my blood sugars dangerously high. And again, what works for somebody else does not work for me. Change is hard. I don't like hard and I don't like change and no one does. Getting healthy <laughs> has been hard on my husband. <laughs> um, he never understood why I wouldn't cheat. Um, or when we would go out for restaurants, he would tell me I was embarrassing because I would order a certain way. That all changed when he attended KetoCon in April of this year. And his attitude completely changed. Mm. He was my biggest champion before, but now he shouts it from the rooftops. Mm. He's also reversing his type 2 diabetes and is off his meds. So my takeaway, the best advice I can give is be patient with your family because you are making some changes that they just don't understand. Ben, you taught us the how important our whys were and are. And all I ever knew before was I just wanted to lose weight, get skinny, because that would fix my type 2 diabetes, right? Um, at least that's what the mainstream says. But my why then and now is to get healthy and heal from the inside out for me and reverse my type 2 diabetes and get off all my meds for good and do the things that I could not do because my size prevented me because of my achy joints. Guess what? I'm off my meds. Let's go. <laughs> um, however, it's taken me a year and nine months to get off my meds. So you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want to heal, right? I wanted it bad. So when I go out now, I'll look for the nearest place to sit down. That doesn't happen. I mean, we would go into Home Depot and I would see a bag of cement and I would have to sit on it because I hurt. Um, I have way more energy. In fact, because of Coach John, I've been lifting heavy weights and I am now bench pressing 65 pounds. That's so <laughs> it's possible, you guys. I have gone from a size 18 women shorts two years ago 
to two weeks ago, size 12 shorts, button and zipped. Awesome. I have changed <laughs> mentally. I am no longer that person I was two years ago. And I know, Ben, you can attest to that. <laughs> I have since become a certified nutritional coach yep. through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And I privately coach others on their journey. Yeah. Look at that picture. I am also a co-host with Coach Becky Niles on YouTube called Healing the Whole Body. I am not the typical person you see on social media who's released a ton of weight in a short amount of time. However, Ben and Elena kept urging me on telling me I had a story to tell. So I did it. Um, and you remember our conversation at KetoCon, Ben, mm -hmm. and I put myself on social media and you can see my struggles and successes. Look, I am just a 55-year-old menopausal normal woman who is showing anyone that you can have that determination and resolve to succeed in your health journey. You guys can find me uh, on, you can see my Instagram here and watch my progress. Because I am metabolically dysfunctional, my body needs a lot of time to heal and I'm still healing. This is not about losing and releasing weight. That's not what this is about. Um, I had to stop weighing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know the story of what happened there with the scale. Yeah. So I don't know how many months into uh, when I uh, started with uh, the Academy, what, three months maybe? Yeah. And um, my husband one day, he's like, that's it. I Because I was whining about what I weighed. I was weighing myself daily. He took the scale. He took it out in the garage. He put it down in the garage and it fell over and it busted. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What, how am I going to? And I realized, oh, my goodness, I was beholding to that number on this scale. Mm -hmm. And it was a blessing that it fell over and broke. Um, I did go buy another one later. <laughs> all right. But um, I don't get on it very often. Um, I take measurements. And I take pictures and I compare them because that's the eye-opening part. Because when I don't think anything's happening and when that scale shows me you're not releasing weight, I'm shrinking. And you can see it in those side-by-side -side, uh, pictures. Yeah, let me show it here. Okay. So here's uh, one of them. <laughs> A huge difference here, but here are some others um, with you and your lovely husband. And uh, both of you look amazing, by the way. Uh, this one, this is a telling one right here. You want to talk more about this one? Yeah. Um, so the the picture where I'm large, um, that is actually a professional photo. Um, I was a professional actress and I looked like that. And I didn't get a lot of jobs, but I got some. But uh, the other one was a number of months ago. And yeah, I mean, look at that. 2018 to that was 
about four weeks ago when we were in Florida on the beach, grounding and watching the morning sun, the, the sunrise come up. And we're barefoot on the beach, both of us. And like we're and I'm we're walking up and down like the, the beach and the water and we're grounding. And you know what is funny? Because I remembered thinking I could have never done that before because I couldn't have walked the beach, you guys, in the sand. I physically couldn't have done it. And, um, yeah, huge, huh? Yeah, huge. And then look at these photos right here. <laughs> yeah, and even that, and that one was, was like a year ago, yeah. This one was a year ago? Yeah, there was um, the KetoCon one that I love of me and you when we first met. And you were walking around the, the entire weekend throughout the conference, you know, in your sneakers and – you were doing your thing. Uh, what what an amazing, like a comp, like that's an accomplishment that you can't really like. It's hard to explain it because you just you, you would have never been able to do that event two years ago. You would have been suffering. You would have been finding a place to sit down. But you were walking all over the place, attending all of these um, uh, different lectures, joining us for the keto camp meetup. Uh, so yeah. continue though. It's just an ama amazing. Well, and I do want to, you know, that I was highly embarrassed of what I looked like at KetoCon. I didn't want to go. And I almost backed out several times at the last minute because I was so embarrassed that other people, other keto camp people were going to see what I really look like. Because look, you guys are seeing me from here up. You don't see what the rest of the body looks like. And that's where I was horribly embarrassed. See, I have body dysmorphia. My brain thinks that I'm 275 pounds still. I still want to hide in the clothes that are too big for me and not take pictures. And I had to learn at KetoCon that to let people take pictures of me, even though I didn't like it. Um, and I was always the one for decades that took the pictures. Mm. I can't find a lot of pictures for long periods of time because I'm not in them. And you know what? My excuses are bull crap. <laughs> I mean, we have been taught, not taught this information and it goes against that mainstream narrative. And you know what? I'm learning, growing and evolving. I am the only one responsible for my health Pills do not fix the problem. I have taken charge of my health care and I tell doctors what I will and will not do. And I have fired many. I have stopped looking at my past failures and instead they are lessons. When I eat something and it causes my blood sugar to rise, it's a lesson. That's what it is. Mm. It is a learning lesson. We're all individuals. Self-talk is real. And I'm learning to love myself and forgive and stop hating that past me. Because this healing journey, look, my future self is going to be so grateful. I have to give vitamin G to that person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I didn't get here overnight, Ben. And this is not a quick fix. And I, I'm okay with that because I've been given this journey for a reason. And that reason is to help others. And it is my prayer that everybody listening, it gives you the hope and determination that you can do this. But here, here is the deathly truth of it all. I can keep going and pushing when I don't see results. 
or I can quit. I can fall off the wagon. I can quit and I can go right back to that lifestyle I had before. And you know what? I promise that is no longer an option because my excuses are bullcrap. Sherry. So here I, I am. You look at your mindset. That's the biggest transformation to, that I've noticed with you besides all the physical stuff and all the victories getting off your meds, which are exceptional, but your mindset complete completely different than when we first met, right? You had so much thinking, thinking you were so focused on comparing yourself to others, right? And you even admitted that. And you were doing the process in the beginning, you got awarded the one year membership, and you were doing it. And we were having calls and you were like, Ben, I'm just not losing the weight. Ben, I'm not, I'm just not losing the weight. And I would tell you, um, Sherry, just keep up with the process. Just keep doing what you're doing. It'll come, it'll come right. And you never gave up. You kept doing it. You kept doing it. Uh, that is the perfect, you are the perfect example of somebody who is committed versus somebody who's just interested and in saying, I'll give it a try. Trying, as you know, Sherry, is a bad word in our community. It means you're failing with honor. But when you commit, when you're committed, you do whatever it takes. You only accept results, no excuses. That's number one. Your mindset is the hugest victory. And I love that you've taken your healing process and you continue to heal. And now you're educating other people doing a YouTube channel podcast with Becky, having your YouTube, your Instagram, which is step by healing step on Instagram. Everybody follow Sherry. You're inspiring, especially everybody on here. I see all the comments. You're inspiring them. And you're so committed that your one-year membership expired, right? Because the year yeah. came up and you yeah. actually said, I'm committed to being a member for another year. And you paid the whole year in advance and you commit. That is the example of somebody who is committed and I'm so proud of you, Sherry. Like it's it's so incredible, and you're so right. Vitamin G to the future you. you uh, thinking about that future self, they're gonna look back at you and say, "Thank you so much for doing all these things because you helped me live this life of a thriver, somebody who's healthy, somebody who's able to do all the things they wanted to do." Um, so I'm proud of you, and I appreciate you. Any final words you want to share here? Thank you. Well, um, yeah, I I still want to go back and thank you and Elena for that year membership, um, you saved my life. And I don't, you gave me a chance, you gave me a fighting chance. And if I can, if I can help anybody else now, then that's the way I'm gonna thank you is by helping others. And um, look, you guys can do this. If I can, anybody can. Um, and you know what? Don't let your excuses define you because that's what they are. They're excuses. Sherry, we, we, we love you. We appreciate you. And I love your passion to want to change others' lives. And I love that your husband followed along with you. And we're going to see you and your husband at KetoCon again, 2024. Um, yeah. Huge congratulations to you, Sherry. There's a whole bunch of beautiful comments in the live stream chat. I recommend you go and watch, read all those comments and everybody go follow Sherry on her Instagram, Step by Healing Step. And uh, you could even post your YouTube link in that live stream chat so they could see you on there, Sherry. Love you, appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you, Ben. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, 
but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? This may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best-tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Ah, uh, so good. So good. I see all the comments. I see all the quotes. Don't let your excuses define you. Yeah, um, Sherry is amazing, as you saw. Uh, our, our community is amazing. Sherry is a three percenter. And we have two more special guests here. Um, get ready to cry some more because we have a lot of amazing shares here. Um, the next person I want to bring on here is a beautiful, incredible person, uh, Gail, who has such a remarkable story. This is a photo of me and Gail at KetoCon this year. Gail, we got to hang out together. Gail has been such um, a great friend, a supporter of mine. We've had so many one-on-one -on -one conversations. She's been a student with the Academy for uh, several years now. And uh, her story is remarkable because it's also going to tie into the next person's story. So that's why I wanted to bring on Gail first. So without further ado, here is the beautiful Gail. Hey, Gail. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing <laughs> well. What, what are you saying? I have to follow that. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm back here clapping I, and so I pumped. saw you but I, I could see you and Sally and anybody in the back end studio I see you like when Sherry you're like yeah let's go I see you clap. I love that you're such a great friend to some you're a charger you know 
you are a freaking charger to so many people. We talk about drainers versus chargers. Like you're a charger and you have your own amazing story. So I want you to share it, what keto did to impact your life and your family's life and what it's doing to influence your son. And so share a little bit about your story. Great. And, and thanks for letting me be here because every time I come on, I always feel like people have heard my story, but I understand there's a lot of people that haven't. And it just fills my heart with gratitude that you let me share in the hopes that there's somebody out there that's in the same place that I was. And hopefully I give them a little bit of inspiration or method to how I changed my health um, to help them. So thank you and all the coaches. Yeah. Thank um, you. I've, my story is like a lot of people. I struggled with my weight my whole life um, up and down as far back as I think I started gaining weight in high school um, you know, got the college freshman, probably 20 instead of 15. Um, and it just escalated from there. I tried every way to lose weight, um, from packaged foods they send you and going to different meetings and calorie counting endless, um, up and down. I did a whole like six months with three hours a day at the gym and lost some weight, but tore up my knees in the process. So I, I struggled up and down, mostly up. And um, after I had my son, I just, I never took off that weight. So my keto journey begins in July of 2018. I was at my lowest point physically, mentally. I was over 300 pounds. I stopped getting on the scale after a while. I couldn't stand for more than 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, to have to have a chair in your kitchen in order to fix dinner for your family is just horrifying to think that I had to plan my whole day around like Sherry sitting on the concrete at Home Depot. I had to think about, okay, where am I going? And am I going to be able to sit down for 10 minutes? And that really kind of stifles your, your physical activity. I was lucky that I was working a lot from home and I just, I stopped going because I couldn't, I couldn't go. I had arthritis pain in both knees, um, one worse than the other, but still horrible. I had pain down my legs that we found out was from back degeneration. So I was having knee injections. I started having back injections. I was on the fourth of a series of medicines that didn't work. Um, so I really thought, I thought, I couldn't see my future. I thought, well, my life that I had planned for myself was over. Um, I was never suicidal. Um, similar to you, I, I always thought of my mom if, if that ever thought came up. Um, but I, I couldn't see my future. I had a wonderful boyfriend that I loved to travel with. And I thought, how are we going to travel if I can't walk? How are we going to see places if, if I can't get there? Um, my son was about to graduate from college and I had and he was going to commission into the Air Force, God bless him. And the auditorium where they do that commissioning has those really old, narrow wooden seats. And I, I can't fit in that seat. I won't be able to sit close to the stage when my son commissions because I'm too big. Um, and I just I could not see a good future for myself. And that that wasn't what I wanted. So I was really desperate to find something um, to help me with the weight. And I remember 
clearly as if it was yesterday, that last Sunday in July. And I was like, I've, I've got to find something to do differently. I, I can't keep living like this. Um, and my before picture, which you may show, was about two weeks before then. And I just couldn't see myself like that. So you never know what directs you, right? But I like to think God stepped in and for some reason led me to YouTube. Um, that, that's where it happened. And I found a video by Suzanne Ryan. Um, she's at Keto Karma. And it was, I mean, there were lots of different videos on how to lose weight, but hers stuck out for me because it said, like she lost a hundred pounds in a year. And I thought, okay, nobody can do that. Like that's just not possible. So of course you click on it, right? You want to see what, what she says, because you think, well, what, how is she going to explain, right? That, that that's what she did. Um, but what she showed with her pictures and what she started, started explaining was the ketogenic lifestyle. Um, explaining about carbs, explaining about sugar, ex explaining about how eliminating carbs and sugar helps with inflammation in your body and being a science geek, it started resonating, right? She talked about how foods made your body feel. And I thought, okay, maybe my body is reacting to what I'm eating. Um, I'd never been an overeater, all right, well, an occasional bluebell binge, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit to that, but I haven't had bluebell in years now. Um, but I thought, I'm eating the wrong things. And those wrong things are causing the pain, they're causing the misery. At this point, I was just trying to have faith and belief, but it started to make sense. And so I spent the next four hours or so watching every keto video that I could find. And it, it just kept making sense. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm desperate. I'm going to try this. And I committed and I said, I'm going to start it tomorrow. And I told one friend um, who was supportive and I started eating that way the next day. What else was I going to do? This hopefully was going to be it for me. And I started really simply. And I think that was the key for me. I had, I had to find a food pattern that I could follow simply. So I would do eggs, bacon, and half an avocado for breakfast. I mean, any plan that included bacon was good for me. <laughs> and um, then I would do like chicken and a low-carb vegetable for lunch and steak and a low-carb vegetable for dinner. And I did the same thing over and over and over. But I kept learning and I kept researching and I kept looking at more videos and finding more um, places to learn. Um, unfortunately, I hadn't found you yet, but that comes later in the story. Um, but I did find Dr. Berg, who I love, and um, he taught me, well, every time you eat, you spike your insulin. Insulin doesn't let you lose weight, so quit snacking. So every time I wanted to snack, I would think, okay, what did he say about insulin? And I eventually could quit the snacking habit that was more mental because when I started eating the right foods, I started being less hungry because we know carbs are made to make you hungrier. So I was learning um, or I would get leg cramps and I'd put into YouTube, Dr. Berg, leg cramps at night. And he would say, okay, look at your magnesium. So bit by bit, um, I could learn more about focusing on what foods I was eating because I could control that, right? Control freak and keep finding the foods that made me feel better. So that's you know, where my journey began. So about 
I would say three weeks into it. I, that's my guess from back then. I should have kept a better journal. Um, the knee pain went away. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm not having to pause to let the pain pass before I take my first step. You know, what's going on here? But boy, was that an exciting um, bit of progress. And I haven't had a knee injection since. So that's great, too. The money oh. I used to spend on knee injections, I pay more than pays for KKA. <laughs> Took a little bit longer for the back injections, but I haven't had one of those in over two and three quarters of a year or so. Um, but what I started to notice after that three weeks is people started making comments. I went to a, an event where I had to walk around and I could, right? I didn't have to wait for people to come see me. I could walk around and see people and they were like, you look different. What's going on? And I started to lose my chubby carb face cheeks <laughs> and I had energy, right? And I was like, okay. And when people start to notice, they don't really understand what you're doing, but when they start to notice, that's really motivating. And I thought, okay, this is working. Um, I did step on the scale and realized I'd lost about 20 pounds and I hadn't done that in years. So I was like, okay, there's something to this. And I kept working and I kept learning. And people asked me when they kind of started to find out, um, did you have a cheat day? And I'm like, no, why would I, right? This is working. Um, the carb and sugar was not worth what, how I was feeling better and, and feeling better. And why would I want to bring back that pain? Um, my boyfriend likes to say you found willpower. I don't think willpower had anything to do with it. I found the science of what is the right food for my body, right? My body does not react well to carbs and sugar. So I needed to get rid of them. So the weight loss kept going. It was exciting. Um, and by the time my son graduated that December, um, I'd lost 70 pounds. And I fit wow. in that seat and I sat down near the front and I was like, my journey's not over, but that initial goal was just unbelievable that, that I had, I had accomplished at least that first goal. And I was like, okay, I am just going on from here. I, I felt amazing. I was happy. And I got to share that moment with him. And then the 70 turned into a hundred and then um, at my most weight loss, I was at 122. I've lost. <laughs> yeah. I have a photo here. Let me show this photo yeah. here. I know this yeah. is a little bit older uh, the January, 2022, but look at the difference. Just un unbelievable. And I hate usually looking at that picture, but someone in KKA, it might've been Sherry said, uh, or Becky look back at her and thank her because that old, you got you to where you are now. Right. Um, and I need to get some updated pictures this year, but you know, she was the one that inspired you to get where you are now. That's right. Um, and she's proud of you. She's very proud of you. About 20 months into the journey, it was like March of 2020. My knee finally gave out and um, I had to have it replaced. And the doctor said, do you want to explore not staying in the hospital overnight? And I said, was that possible? People, <laughs> people don't have to stay in the hospital. And he looked at me and he said, well, it's an option for our healthier patients. And I was floored. I don't know if I cried or not, but I was floored. I was like, I, I'm one of your healthier patients now, 20 months ago, I couldn't even walk. And now you're saying that I don't even have to stay in the hospital, which I didn't. I went home same day. Awesome. And um, it just helped 
further my motivation. Um, so really keto was my miracle for my original goal of losing weight, right? That, that was the, the purpose of getting into it. But as I learned more and more and I found you and I found other wonderful teachers, um, Cynthia Thurlow and, and just so many, Dr. Mindy, all of them, um, I was like, the original goal is to lose weight, but my long-term goal needed to be getting healthy, right? I needed to be healthy for my family. I needed to be healthy for what I wanted to do and to get that, that future back. Um, so now I'm like a nut for this, right? I read health books. I fixed my hormones. Um, I'm mostly chemical free in my household, changed my makeup to chemical free because why well, put all those toxins on you? There is no chemically free hair dye. I know somebody's thinking, oh, she still colors her hair, but it's not very many times a year. And that's a vanity thing. Can't help it. Um, and but the continuation of my journey role is finding you, finding the academy and learning even more. I think I'm guessing this is my seventh challenge. Um, why do I keep coming? Because I keep learning more and more. Um I know a lot about keto, but why do I need a coach? Well, the learning never stops. And I want to keep learning more about my cellular health. And I've learned so many different things. Um, I use red light. I do the grounding. I just every little incremental change is leading me to a healthier and healthier future. And it's not temporary for me. It's it's not a diet where you say I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a couple of months and then go back to my old ways. I this is my lifestyle, right? I, I can't go back to the way that I was because I will go right back into that unhealthy, miserable, painful person. Um, if I have a lesson, I would say for me, it was get my, I got my food right first, right? And I'm not perfect at all. Um, sometimes I'll eat something and I have worn a CGM and it spikes my glucose. And I'm like, okay, I can't eat mm -hmm. strawberries without anything else. Um, Cause that spikes my um, glucose. Oh, and the butter at Texas roadhouse is really dangerous. Um, Cause it spikes the honey in it, right? Spikes yeah, my yeah. glucose. So I have to, you know, learn those things and, and keep going. Um, I have had my other knee replaced, but I bounce back like really so fast, much faster. Yeah. I like the strength and the health. Um, but I'm so blessed that I found you and I found um, all the coaches and now I've turned my focus more to building muscle, right? I, want, I still want to lose some more weight. Um, yes, like Sherry, you see me from the neck up, but there's some weight down here on the bottom. Um, Coach John has got me focused on muscle and building that. And he teaches me about changing, you know, my flexing and my cortisol and he, my recovery. He's been so critical to teaching me about recovery because I never really, I just thought you kept going and going and going. And um, <laughs> he's been instrumental for that. Um, I grow my own vegetables when I, the ones that I can, um, I add supplements, I take away supplements, I swim and I do the hot tub. I can't do the cold plunge yet, but someday I will. I do the shower. Um, and I love my Peloton bike. Right. So I, I ride like crazy and I have to learn to modulate that. But that five year old ago, me could not have done that. And now mm -hmm. I can. I, you know, I worked out really well this morning and just went like crazy. And I kept thinking how blessed I am to have now created a more healthier me. Um, and this is is my lifestyle. 
Um, but people do ask me like, why do you, why do you need Ben? Why do you need the Academy? And the reason I stay after all these years is continually learning, right? There's always something new to learn um, that will help you or help somebody else. Um, my son is healthier than he was. He still hits the fast food a little bit more than I would like, but he's doing better and he's learning and I'm providing that example. Um, my boyfriend um, took him a while, right? Sometimes you have someone in your household that doesn't quite get it, but we're just kind of stuck with it with him. And now he has adopted um, my way of eating uh, and he's gotten off his statins. He's mm. lost 40 pounds. And he's you, you, forever. you help, you help, you helped him have those conversations with his doctor because you started to do your own research to understand how to have those conversations. So you actually helped him get off those statins to speak with his doctor. So they understand what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Learning um, to get like the doctor wasn't running the size particle on the, of on the, the LDL for cholesterol. Yeah. And, and then when I asked him about doing it, it was like a blank stare. And mm -hmm. my boyfriend was like, why does that matter? And the doctor wasn't even answering. I'm not sure he even knew. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, there's big fluffy and there's small damaging ones. Yeah. Used my, pulled out my Benisms and <laughs> explained to him why, you know, the small dense ones are the dangerous ones. We need to know which one you have. And but by the next meeting with the doctor, he wasn't even talking about cholesterol because his numbers were, were so great. And he and he was off the statins. Um, so that has been a huge victory for him. Still working on the blood pressure medicine, but I'm working on that one. Mm -hmm. um, but the coaching that I get, I mean, how could I get a plan that's having me lift really heavy things and doing my cardio and balancing that right understanding i get all of that from john um we still got to work on my mental a little bit but we'll get there um he's taught me to flex i didn't know in those early years what flexing could do for me and he's helping me get um used to putting a little more healthy carbs and why and still not great at the tracking but i'm getting better um, but finally it's the community it's the support it's the support from you and knowing that i can ask a question at any time um, and get a knowledgeable, usable answer. It's having my one-on-ones with the coaches. It's just the support of people like Sherry and Sally. And well, Sally was a lifelong friend forever. And Sherry is from now on. Um, she's not getting rid of me. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, there's so many other people within the Academy that jump on and, you know, Lisa and Monica and all that just, they help you understand your your health journey is important and we're all on that health journey. And then they just keep motivating you to keep going and keep going and keep going um, to build that better future that I didn't see five years ago. And now you know, the future's so bright, right? Mm -hmm. I And I am doing things. I put a comment in the Facebook. I'm in the best shape of my life at 60 years old. Who can say that? Yeah. Right? A lot of people in the Academy say that. And a lot of people are working towards that. Um, and, and that's just got to continue to be my goal to stay, stay healthy and build my better future. Ah, so beautiful, Gail. You, you are a, a student. I, I love, I admire about, I admire that about you. And I see a lot of that in myself, like constantly learning, uh, just so dedicated. Uh, what a change you've made in five years. I mean, the, you five years ago did not have this mindset, couldn't cook in your kitchen without sitting down after 10 minutes 
um, terrified to not be able to watch your son uh, because you couldn't fit in the chairs. I mean, those are the quality of life, like that, the, the way that it's changed for you and the fact that you're 60, you look amazing, you feel amazing, and you're in the best shape of your life. Like it's a testament to you and always learning, always taking action. Now, you're, you, what you do really well is you focus on a few goals and then you master that and then you shift to some new goals, right? So right now you're shifting to building some more muscle, right? Which is in turn going to help with the weight loss. It just helps your hormones become more sensitive. So you're working with John on that. You had to learn how to flex a little bit better. That's something we've spoke about in the past several times, right? Um, you're amazing, Gail. And Gail, you're going to be at KetoCon next year. And we're going to get Absolutely. to hang out together as well. Absolutely. It'll be my third one. I, I love KetoCon because it is. It's about that learning and it's making small changes and not, I, I think I got kind of worried at first and why I focused on the food was if I tried to do too much at once, right? It's small changes, it's incremental changes. Um, and there was someone on, I think one of your podcasts once that said, it's not the one change that makes, you know, 50% difference in your life. It's the 10 small changes that make a 5% difference. And you keep doing those things and you keep adding those things and, um, you change your life. You absolutely can change your life. I'm proof. You can. You're living proof. Gail, thank you for sharing. And your story ties into our next guest, right? And I'll, I'll let Sally share that part, but Sally's your lifelong friend and uh, you actually introduced her to this world and I'll let Sally share that. But Gail, we appreciate you. And, and uh, Gail's Instagram, she's got, uh, she's also sharing health tips. So fellow Gail, creating health after 50. Well, in your case now after 60, right? But creating yeah, health after, after 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's perfect. Go follow Gail. Gail, we love you. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your you. heart. We appreciate you. If you watch any of my videos on social media, you always see me with glasses on. And I always get the question, hey, why are you wearing those glasses? These are called blue light blocking glasses, and I wear them to protect my brain and my focus. You see, we are bombarded with stimulation, especially with junk light from your computer screen, your phone, fluorescent lights, and the brain has to filter that out. These glasses, what they do is they filter out those lights for you so your brain does not have to do the work. I equate this to having a web browser open with 100 tabs if you had 100 tabs open on your computer, that computer is going to run slow. But if you were able to eliminate 99 of those 100 tabs, and now you just have one tab open, that computer will function better. This is the same thing with your brain. So there's different types of blue light blocking glasses. There are computer glasses that you would wear during the day when working with screens and under artificial light. There are light sensitivity glasses that you would also wear during the day with screens and artificial light. And then you have the blue light blocking glasses, which I wear at night, two to three hours before I go to bed, which promotes hormone health, helps your body produce melatonin, and aids in better sleep. My go-to is from Bon Charge. They have the science to back it up. They look super cool. The glasses come in non-prescription, prescription and reading options, glasses for every need. Bon Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF slash 5G protection, and 100% blackout sleep mask that I take with me when I travel all the time. The greatest thing about them, all backed up by science. They gave Keto Camp Podcast listeners a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do is head over to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code 
KETOCAMP at checkout, no space in between, to get 15% off your entire order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code. Go check them out. And let's get back to this episode. Oh, that's so great. Um, I saw a comment here. My go-to Gail, like my go-to gal. I like that. Uh, that was terrific. We have one more special guest. And um, I, just, I just love I love the Keto Camp Academy students. It's just amazing. Um, now, Sally Harrison is our next guest. Um, Sally's got quite the story, and it's going to resonate with uh, many of you, especially a few of you who maybe have some long-haul COVID symptoms. So let me introduce Sally um, real quick. Uh, let me get the photo here of uh, me and Sally from KetoCon. Look at us, Sally. So this is Sally and I earlier this year in Austin, Texas at KetoCon. This is us meeting for the first time. This in itself, you'll hear from her, was a huge victory just being there. Um, this is me and Sally hanging out at my book signing. We did a Keto Camp Academy meetup. Uh, and you see these two beautiful ladies hanging out, Alina and Sally. And uh, yes, so let me introduce Sally Harrison. She's got an amazing story to share with you. She's got a great accent. She's a Texas gal. Here is uh, Sally Harrison. Hello, Sally. Hi, Ben. Actually, I'm a Florida girl who has been transplanted well, to Texas. You got the Texas accent more than a Florida accent, though. <laughs> well, I guess so many years here. Yeah, but... you adopted it. You look beautiful. You look, you look uh, amazing. Look at you. Well, thank you. Your story. Talk about your backstory and then how that ties into Gail and how that ties into you know the challenge and you being here. It's an amazing story. So I'll let you take the floor, Sally. Well, it, it actually, my health challenges actually started probably back in 2014. I lost my mom that year and we had basically grown up together. And I also, my youngest son had decided to leave college and go active duty in the military. Oh, he wasn't stationed in the U.S. He was stationed in Germany. So I'm sending my baby to Germany. Wow. And as a matter of fact, Gail was one of my friends that actually was very instrumental at that point on my mental san sanity, you know, keeping me going with my son deviating from the course that I had set for him and letting him, allowing him to choose his own course and, and, and everything. So with that, I'm an emotional eater. And I went into the standard American diet and I powered through that Mexican food and that bluebell ice cream and everything else that goes with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I was getting unhealthy and my scales were going up. Um, but I was always an active person. So I was still doing stuff. I was involved in a, um, in a, uh, a boot camp that started at 5.30 in the morning and I was there in class with people half my age and and I kept up with them, but I was just logy and food didn't really set well with me. My, I was I was developing IBS since my mom had died. And then on my birthday in July of um, 2019, uh, my birthday lunch with my kids, I ended up making me very ill. And I ultimately spent five days in the hospital and they diagnosed me with diverticulitis and severe IBS and everything else under the sun. And I knew that food was making me sick, but I just didn't know what I should be doing. So they wanted me to look at, um, you know, doing food elimination diets and things like this. And, you know, and I did to a certain degree, but I just really still just 
food was my was making me sick and I knew it. And as a matter of fact, every September and October, you'll see me post. I'll have them my memories in my Facebook about me posting from that time about food making me sick. Mm. And but I just didn't know how food was making me sick. I knew it was doing it. But the doctors were finally starting to listen. Anyway, Gail and I had been friends for years and years and years. And it tied into the um, to Texas A&M. And we had been online friends, in-person friends. Um, we only live an hour apart, but where we really resonate and is down in College Station. And so I don't see her in person regularly, but I, I had a very, very tight relationship with her. And I saw her multiple times in the fall of 2019. And I was just blown away but by the transformation that she had gone through. And finally, in November of 2019, at an event that we were both at, I pulled her off and I said, how did you do this? She goes, well, when you got time, Let's talk. I said, okay, how about after the first of the year? Because things were getting crazy. And she said, okay. So this rolls into February of 2020. And we set a lunch together. And we meet halfway between where she lives and I live. And we spent a couple of hours. And she was, you know, I had my notebook. And she was telling me all about this ketogenic diet. And, you know, she was giving me people to go look up. And she gave me homework. You know, go find Dr. Berg on YouTube. YouTube. And she was, and she, she said all along, focus on your food. Let's get your food right. What can you do? And I, like her, wasn't a big overeater. It was what I was eating mm. and it's in its effect on me. So now remember I said that was February, 2020. Yeah. Okay. So come the first week in March, my company's sending out, do you, uh, are you high risk for this pandemic thing coming up? Well, I had high blood pressure I had um, asthma. I'd been an asthmatic since I was two. And what I didn't know at the time, my autoimmune disease was also going to be a trigger with COVID. So I was sent, I was one of the first ones sent home to work from home. And my company just doesn't do that. You just, you always had to be in the office, but I was sent home and I had to go into the office about a week later and pick up a laptop. Um, Six days later, I've got all the symptoms. I called Doc in a box on the phone. And the last conversation I had with her was she said, if you're a praying woman, Miss Harrison, you need to pray. I was tested two days ago through a drive-in clinic. And at this point, I couldn't even walk from my bed to my toilet to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. without stopping halfway and double overing. And... At that point in time, it was um, March 31st, 2020. When you did a COVID test, it could take up to two weeks to come back. So they told me what to do if my lungs went down. And at that time, I couldn't even get a pulse ox meter off of Amazon because they were running it up. It was over $1,000 to buy one. Wow. And they're like $18, $9, $10, $18. And so um, fortunately... I had all the asthma stuff. So they loaded me up on the medicine, sent me home, gave me instructions what to do. I didn't want to go to the hospital. I don't like going to the hospitals. But two days later, my son basically said, mom, you can't even talk. You can't even walk three feet. They took me to the hospital at 11.55 p.m. on April 2nd. They made me kiss my son because we didn't know if I'd ever see him again. 
And I was admitted to the hospital. I was admitted into ICU with bilateral COVID pneumonia. And which meant I had the worst of the worst. I had the worst case scenario. And um, I spent a great deal of time in the hospital and they didn't expect me to walk out. And um, I thought they wanted to intubate me. I fought against it. There were a couple nights I can remember laying in bed going, you know, God, just take care of my kids if I don't wake up the next morning. And one particular night, they really wanted to intubate me. And I sat on the bedside toilet and fought it for hours until I just could not hold my body up. I laid in the bed and said my prayers, let my children know I love them. And hour and a half later, the lights went on. Hey, Miss Harrison, we're in here to do all of your lab work and everything. We bought the sonograms in because we had so much trouble. And I'm like, and I'm alive. That was, you know, it's kind of like, I'm alive. I didn't die. They didn't intubate me. That was the Thursday before Easter. And I had one more episode. And even um, the day before Easter, they weren't sure that I would walk out of the hospital. The nurse wasn't sure. She was trying to help me take a shower. Lost my dignity completely. And I'm a Southern lady. You know, I had dignity out the, the wazoo. I lost it all. I had to depend on other people. This was during isolation. Nobody could come see you. Um. I was too sick to talk to my children. I had one in Alaska and one in South Florida, and I was too sick to talk to them. Um, and, um, or actually my son in South Florida was in Dallas with me at the time. Um, on Easter Sunday, I had people all over the world praying for me because it had gotten out on Facebook. And um, I basically woke up on Monday morning and I was like, what's it going to take for me to get out of the hospital? My oxygen usage went from 12 liters of oxygen down to nine, from nine liters of oxygen down to seven, from seven liters of oxygen down to four. On Sunday, on Saturday, they didn't think I was going to ever walk out. On Sunday, I was determined to fight this fight. Sunday morning, it was 12 liters. Midnight Sunday night, it was nine liters. Monday morning, it was seven. I asked them, what's it going to take for me to get out? They said four liters. I woke up on Tuesday at four liters and I went home Tuesday afternoon. Mm. That was during the time that it was too dangerous for me to be in the hospital. So I didn't go to a step down. If I got sick like that now, I'd go spend a month in a step down hospital because it's a safer environment. But it wasn't. I got sent with an oxygen machine and I get sent home to take care of myself. I had no one to take care of me. My older son had a window. He literally had to leave within 24 hours or he was going to be stuck there for 90 days. So he left me with another family friend who was living with us. And um, in the meantime, my health just continued to deteriorate. You would have thought that I would have um, gotten over COVID. But 90 days in, I finally didn't show any signs of the virus. But then I started all the symptoms of what we now know as long haulers. I honestly believe then in five, 10 years from now, it's going to be labeled an autoimmune disease because it has the same type of response. They kept saying it was a lung disease. But why was I losing my hair? Mm -hmm. 
And the course of nine months, I lost 85% of my hair. A year and a half ago, my hair was like pixie. I mean, now my hair has grown long, but it's taken a lot of healthy eating and a lot of getting healthy. So anyway, I spent nine months post-COVID. I'm still struggling. I just, and the weight's piled on because I developed Hashimoto's. My um, low thyroid flipped into Hashimoto's. I had I had, a, I had a, a cytokine storm when I was in the hospital. It affected almost every organ in my body. Um, the only thing that didn't seem to be affected was my kidneys. Um, so when I got out of the hospital, I was just at a loss. I just knew I was fighting for my life. I literally was fighting for my life. But months went by and I still wasn't getting better. And then... Um, May, or I want to say April of 2022, I decided, you know, Gail just looked amazing. And, you know, I wanted to go back to the visit her, revisit what she was teaching me before I got sick. And because we had met about three weeks before she was supposed to have that knee surgery and she was all excited. They weren't going to make her stay in the hospital, <laughs> you know, so I knew that this worked, but it had taken me two years to get to the point that I could even focus about weight loss. At that point, I was trying to breathe. I was trying to get off of oxygen. I knew I had to have shoulder surgery and I was going, I had finally gotten healthy enough to have this shoulder surgery in June. But I, I, on a Thursday, I decided I was going to reach out to Gail that weekend and see if she and I could have a conversation. I still wasn't really comfortable going in public, but, you know, I would figure it out. But I wanted to get back to that health journey that she was telling me about. Well, that same night, she sent me a link to the May 2022 challenge as a God wink moment. <laughs> and I didn't even let her know. I registered and then sent her a screenshot that I had registered. Yeah. She didn't say another word. She had only texted me that link. That's all. And so I was really excited about it. And, you know, she stayed in contact with me the whole time I was on that first challenge. Now that um, when I was on the first challenge, the reason I joined the challenge was I had 90 to 100 pounds to lose. That's the reason I joined the challenge. I wanted to find out how to eat better to get rid of the weight. Not all the other aspects of it, but the weight. That's what I went into. And what I found out during the challenge was I'm a biology geek. Always have been. And I would have gone into nursing like my mom, except I hated chemistry. And <laughs> I'd take chemistry. So that left me out. But I love biology. And to me, by the second or third day, it felt like I was in like this college level biology symposium. And I just absolutely was a sponge eating, writing everything you and um, the speakers talked about and absorbing it like a sponge. And then we got to that Thursday and y'all were talking about, you know, we got to don't don't join the academy right now. And I kept telling Gail, I just don't think I can justify joining the academy, you know, and she and this is all she said. You don't have to join the academy. There's there's all sorts of ways. And Ben is on YouTube and Instagram and there's all sorts of ways. You do not have to join the academy. And then you gave us what our special was on that Friday and mm -hmm. all the guests came on and um, Triple J. Mm -hmm. was the one that got me. 
And it was just not only his enthusiasm, but his energy and talking about reversing his diabetes. I didn't have a problem with diabetes. That's the one thing I didn't have a problem with. I was borderline pre-diabetic. And if I didn't get the weight off, I was going to have a problem with it. But so anyway, I had I had told Gail that I was going to see what I could do and try to figure it out. You know, well, I am an underwriter. I crunch numbers for a living. And it was just like it kept hanging in my head. And I was waiting for the Saturday challenge. It kept hanging in my head. And I was like, so in between my breaks the rest of the day, I'm like trying to put my budget together. Can I afford it? What can I eliminate? What can I do? I'm really restricted to a lot I do because I don't go out. I'm, I'm still 100% isolated at that point. And um, I figured out if I just dropped DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. and maybe just ate the food that was in my refrigerator instead of throwing it out every two or three weeks. Cause it goes bad that, you know, hmm, I could save three or $400, maybe six or $800 a month. I was ordering DoorDash three to five times a week. Mm. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe I can't afford it or maybe I can not afford not to do it. And then I was like, oh, I got this surgery coming up. Do I really want to do that now? And before I even sent the text to Gail, I went ahead and registered. And then I was asking her and she was like, well, you don't have to do it right now. You can join later. But you had said something about that. That pricing might not be there. And that pricing was just too good to pass up. (laughs) So I joined. Now, I was having surgery three weeks later. And there was not a whole lot I could do because I was having a massive shoulder surgery. A week later a very dear friend of mine and Gail's um, son was killed and we, Gail and I met up in service of our country and Gail and I met up at his funeral and I could barely walk. I could barely stand. It, It took everything out of me psychologically because of the PTSD I suffered and all the health things just to be there on the funeral. Gail drove all the way down to help support me, help support our friend. What a charger. Yeah. And, that day, I decided I wasn't going to make any more excuses. So at the lunch, I made all good choices about what I was going to eat. Now, Gail left. She didn't go to the lunch of the graveside. But I didn't like the fact that I had to sit or, you know, for so much. And, you know, like Sherry was talking about sitting. And I just decided I was going to do what I could do before my shirt surgery. And I remember talking to you and you were like, we, we put a game plan together um, for how to handle it all and all the pain meds I was going to be on because it was a pretty invasive surgery. And then after my surgery, um, Alina became my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this time, I'm still on weight loss. But then I started realizing I was having all of these, what we, what we call non-scale victories, you know, I was saving money. It was self-paying for itself. I, w- I found I wasn't snacking at night. I wasn't yeah. all these cravings and, you know, I wasn't hangry. Um, I really wasn't getting hungry. I wasn't having those sensations. And Alina and I, it wasn't until the second coaching session with her that she shared her story with me. And I was like, do you really want to coach me? Because she had lost her dad to COVID about the same time, just not long before I joined. Yeah. And I said, I won't take it wrong if you don't want to coach me. But pain through, you know, to purpose, we worked through it together. So I think it was very appropriate that Alina was my coach to got me through all the mental stuff because 
What I really came to find out is a lot of what was going on was not food related, Ben. It was everything else. I was suffering from massive PTSD. I couldn't deal with the fact that doctors wanted to give up on me. I'm fortunate I had good doctors and their theory was as long as you don't quit on yourself, we won't quit on you. And then when I started seeing improvements, it took me, what, three months to just get through pillar one because of my surgery and everything. And once I got from pillar one to pillar two, I was like, wow, this works. This is cool. I started losing weight and I started understanding that I wasn't losing weight. I was healing and releasing the weight. It was like my my body that first 90 days needed to get a little healthier because I was really metabolically messed up. And with everything that I had gone through with COVID and everything, um, Gail had made a comment to me that uh, I told her I hate cooking. That's why I ordered out so much. She goes, that'll change. That'll change. Just you watch. That'll change. What really changed Ben was I started craving health more than I craved the bad stuff. Mm. And then, you know, there were so many components to keto camp that I started maximizing everything that was there. I started joining all the sessions, making, you know, being involved on the camp, going to the challenge, you know, making sure I go to the challenge. And there were so many people that are suffering from long haul and or long COVID. And it actually has a diagnostic code now it's called long COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they don't have the doctors treating them that I do. They don't have doctors listening to them. And they're just trying to shove medicine down their throat and sending them out the door. My blood pressure was out of whack. My lungs were out of whack. I was still on oxygen. You know, I had to have surgery. Oh, wait, I've had two eye surgeries because COVID messed up my vision and took my vision directly related to COVID. It was cataracts as a result of a secondary infection. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a catastrophic secondary infection that caused me to have to have the cataract surgery. So I lost 85% of my hair, everything that went on. And I was in the victim survivor mentality, but somewhere around October of last year, I started shifting. It was no longer about food. It was no longer about diet. It was no longer about weight loss. It was getting healthy. I was getting healthy. And so I became a bona fide survivor. And then I think in January, you tagged me as a thriver. And that's where I see myself. So my whole my whole identity has changed. I am not a victim of COVID. I am a thriver. I have learned to, to I've learned to take what you taught me and let my body heal itself. So Sherry is right. I did have a lot of weight release. I dropped 50 pounds in the first nine months. Um, for the last six months, I've been on a bit of a weight loss stall. But remember, weight loss is not my focus. It's getting mm -hmm. healthy. I am focusing on a lot of other things to get healthy. So Me when I was you know, calm with y'all, I had hurt my back. And yet I was still able to keep up with everybody and walk around and stuff like that. And then I re-injured my back in July and my dog broke my hand and every other thing that could happen. But I didn't quit on myself. I didn't get derailed. Um, you know, I maximized everything. Um, I had a wonderful opportunity to uh, become one of the 
the very few private students that you take per year. I took, I, you know, I invested in myself and invested in that, but I didn't let it stop there. I still take advantage of John is my um, coach helping me with uh, the physical aspects and he won't let me quit on myself. <laughs> and Alina is still there working with me. And then coach Becky, I haven't gotten to work with her one-on-one, but I participate in the brain boost and that's like one-on-one. So, you know, it, it, it goes, it's one of those things that the Academy is not a diet place. It's not going to teach you about diet. It's going to teach you about, food and food's relation to your health. And, but there's so much more. Um, I had not seen my, my granddaughter since before I got sick and I had not been able to fly uh, not only health reasons, but the PTSD. And so when I joined the Academy, I had another granddaughter in the oven and I wouldn't be able to see her at birth. Like I did the first one. So one of my big long-term goals when I joined the Academy was to go meet my new granddaughter and to see my baby granddaughter that I had not seen since she was eight months old. I got on a plane last February and the, you know, the coach Becky and coach Alina, they really helped me learn how to deal with the stress and the, the anxiety. And, you know, they talked me through it. I made that trip from Texas to California and back and stayed in a hotel and back. I went to football games all last fall. Mm -hmm. I went to, I went to a conference at the end of February. I went to KetoCon. Now, yes, I was still masked. Hmm. Let's roll around to this fall. I've been to two football games, no mask. I do one out one because of the crowds and we're all arm to arm, but I got, and one of my friends even said to me after about an hour, she goes, you don't have your mask on and you're not shaking. So not only has, have I overcome some of my health issues, but I'm overcoming the mental health issues as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's just, it's just been amazing. Now I had a situation that happened last about 10 days ago and I was at the A&M game against Auburn and I started getting a little queasy. It was um, 94 actual degrees. Um, the heat index was 115 inside the stadium. This was 11 o'clock wow. and I'm sitting on, sitting on the north end of the stadium. So the sun is in my face the entire game. And that's why my face is still red. It's like just I'm just now losing my sunburn. But um, I started feeling a little queasy about halfway through the game. And I didn't even think to read my aura ring, to look at my aura ring, you know, which is also a tool that I learned from Keto Camp. But what I ended up doing was um, by, you know, I, I was doing all the right stuff. I had snuck in electrolytes with no sugar so I could spike my water instead of drinking the the um, the uh, Gatorade that they want or Powerade that they want you to buy, which is loaded with sugar. So, you know, I'm I'm doing it all the right way, but I just wasn't feeling great. I was kind of just not feeling great. So at the end of the game, now, wait a minute, I could still walk up the stairs without pulling myself. So my lungs have improved. I can still walk up the stairs. But when I got to the top, I experienced what's called a pot syndrome. It's where, you know, a few minutes after you stand up, your blood pressure drops, your pulse rate spikes. 
and it can cause you to feel like you're going to black out. And in some cases you black out. And um, so I knew I had to sit down. I sat down after about five or 10 minutes. I thought I could make it down the long winding stairs. And about halfway down, I had stopped to lean my head against the concrete wall and I hear in this voice in my head that it was a uh, off-duty San Antonio firefighter paramedic, and he was going to stay with me, or did he want? Did I want him to call the stadium paramedics? And I said no. So any, ultimately, he got me down the stairs, and he and his. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I think that, wrong. Alert. Yeah. He and his wife. Um, sat with me for about 30 minutes while all my friends showed up and um, my coloring got better. My breathing was better. I was communicative. The only thing that we didn't do was try me standing up. And so ultimately he and his wife left and my friends were showing back up and we were going to walk out of the stadium. I thought I could make it. I thought it had all passed. And I, another friend I had not seen since I almost died, um, walked up and she's a police officer there. And I jumped up to give her a hug. And when I did, my blood pressure dropped, my pulse, my um, heart rate shot up and I basically collapsed in her arms. She took it out of my hands. She called the stadium paramedics. They loaded me up on all the equipment. I was having all the, uh, the typical effects. They even stood me up and my blood pressure dropped and everything. They didn't like what my heart was doing. And so they said that they wanted to call an ambulance and um, my PTSD flared up, but I it was like, I didn't want to go back to a hospital. I never want to see the inside of a hospital again, if I can help it. Um, but um, when I was in the ambulance and they were trying to, to, you know, they hooked up my IVs and everything. So he did a blood sugar test. And in the meantime, I'm doing the deep breathing and the breath work that coach Alina and coach Becky taught me. And I'm sitting there in the ambulance just, and he goes, what are you doing? Breath work. And I went, yes, I'm trying to calm myself. Mm -hmm. So he, did my la he, he, he did a quick thing on my sugars and he goes, Oh, he, cause he had asked me if I was diabetic. And I said, no, I'm not. And he goes, are you sure? I went, no, I'm not. And um, so he took it in. It was 101. And I said, oh, that's high. He goes, what do you mean that's high? That's great. I said, no, that's high. I'm under stress. It should be about 10, 15 points lower. And so when I'm talking to him, he goes, and you, you understand all of this? And I went, yeah. So he was laughing at me in there. And the whole time I'm doing breath work, trying to get, you know, myself psyched up. I walk up, I go in the ER and they're like, of course, my face is like bright red, as red as your chair because of the sunburn. And um, my biggest fear was that they were going to keep me and I was going to be in a strange city. I walked out three hours later. My labs, the only lab that was off kilter was my potassium. The base level should have been 3.4. I was at 3.3. I had done everything right. Then it was a check engine light moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. I landed myself in the hospital. Yes, that was embarrassing to have to be carted off on an ambulance. <laughs> I had to overcome some PTSD. But what I learned about myself is I'm healing. It was a learning moment. And the very weirdest of ways, I'm sitting there saying to my doctor, I'm healing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, I saw my pulmonologist last week. 
and he knew I'd been in the hospital, but the fact I could go up and down the stadium, he's like, your lungs are getting better. He won't let me off oxygen at night yet. He said that long-term, my heart and my lungs still have more healing. I need the oxygen support when I sleep. But if I want to reduce it and miss two or three days, that's okay. But I need to at least 60% of the time sleep with oxygen on. I'm okay with that. You know, he's not, I, I, I don't have sleep apnea or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I need a little pulmonary help. I mean, I need a little uh, supplemental oxygen at night. But more than importantly, Ben, you've given me hope and all the coaches have given me hope. I'm going to beat this. I am thriving in this environment. 15 months in, I'm still on it. The biggest derailment I had was two or three days. I hit 50 grams of total carbs. I didn't stay below just because I was I was mad about my hand being broken and hurting my back. And I was feeling sorry for myself. And I had a pity party and somebody posted something online that I didn't like the pictures of. And, you know, because it was triggering and and stuff like that. But then I kind of like snapped myself out of it. I like health more than I like the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where I am. Y'all are kind of stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're blessed to be stuck with you, if you want to call it like that way. So many victories. I mean, if for those who join uh, the Academy, if you just type in Sally Harrison's name in the Facebook group uh, and you want to get inspired because she has posted so many victories. I mean, she shared a whole bunch today, but there's so many victories. Oh, I'm just going to share a quick photo, you know, I, um, that you had posted. Um, you can just see, uh, and then you have so many photos in there, but you came from a place, Sally, of poor health even before you got the COVID and then the long COVID, literally on death's door and didn't give up. Uh, even though you said your prayers and you felt like it might've been the last breath you might have took that night you didn't give up you didn't quit you got out of the hospital still had the symptoms still have the long covid symptoms but you never quit on yourself you never quit for your family you never quit for your future self you still don't continue to quit you're, you're somebody who's so committed and so determined and you're a supporter of all the other people in our group all the victories that we have but you just continue to impress us and celebrate victories like i i just love when you post a new victory it's so inspiring to all of us and you've completely transformed your health and all of us you continue to inspire us i am so grateful the god wink moment happened where you thought about texting gail she sends you the keto challenge event in may and now look at you you're with us and you've inspired us and we appreciate and love you sally thank you so much for sharing that today well, my three, my two wives are named Jade and named Scarlett, but I have a new wife that's coming in 86 days on January 1st, and her name is Stormy, and I am going to actually be able to go down for her birth where I couldn't for Scarlett's, and I'm going for the baby shower in early, in, in early December where I couldn't for Scarlett's. I don't want to miss any more weddings. I missed my son's wedding. I don't want to miss any more christenings. I missed both of the babies in California's christenings. I don't want to miss life. I want to live, not exist, but live. And you've given me the tools and and the ability to believe in myself and the hope. So proud of you. Everybody out there is on the fence. And if you are, suffering from long COVID or anything like that, 
you can always reach out to me in the academy. I, you know, I've met some very dear friends and my, my health, um, somebody that's on a health journey with me, I met her a year ago and she was a long COVID um, survivor and now she's going to thrive. Mm -hmm. So we're all there for you. Just think about it. Thank you, Sally. We appreciate you so much. I am excited for your, uh, your third why coming up soon. So love you, Sally. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for your share. I hope you enjoyed that special episode. Those stories are just remarkable. And I want something similar for you. Your believe in your body's innate ability to heal itself. God has granted you a body and given you a body that has everything needed to heal itself. There's no pill. There's no supplement. There's no shot surgery that could replace the inner physician within your body. It all starts with understanding what your cell inflammation levels are and then getting to work. That's what all these students have in common. We fix their cells to get well. We want to open up this opportunity for you to join the Keto Camp Academy, for you to get coaching from me and our coaches, to get access to all the bonuses, including we're going to send you that at-home inflammation kit. We'll take care of the price of the kit and of the shipping so we can understand what your cell inflammation levels are. If you want to learn more about everything included in this offer, which is going away after this Friday, by the way, it's only open from Monday, October 9th to Friday, October 13th, and then we close this special offer. Head over to joinketocamp.com to learn more and potentially become a student. Join us. We would love to work with you. I would love to work with you and learn from you. You know, this is perfect timing because on Saturday, October 14th, we actually have a group coaching call for all the Keto Camp Academy students. So if you do end up joining this week, you'll get a Zoom link to join that call on Saturday, which is gonna be great. We do those calls twice per month where I answer all your questions. So head over to joinketocamp.com. Please share this episode with a friend. Please consider leaving it a rating and review. If you wanna watch the video format, that's on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash keto camp. If you lack the belief, lean in my belief, borrow my belief, borrow our coach's belief, because sometimes we don't have the belief that we could get the results that we want in life. I know I've been there myself, but a coach once told me, it's okay if you lack the belief, but borrow my belief until you develop it yourself. So if you have some limited beliefs around your ability to heal, and overcome the symptoms you're dealing with, whatever that negative self-talk is, that's okay. That's common. But believe in my belief. Believe in our coach's belief until you develop that belief yourself. I'd love to show you the way over at joinketocamp.com. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.